Welcome to the AI Assisted Organization podcast with Implement AI, hosted by myself, Piers Linney, and my co-host and co-founder of Implement AI, Alok Shukla. Hello, Alok. So we've got quite a lot to get through, um, and we're trying to pack it into a sort of a, a tight schedule today. So we're going to talk a really focus on this is part two. So we're doing a two-part series of a podcast on how to implement AI in your small and medium-sized business. And we're talking to AI agents. So last week, we kind of set this up. If you haven't listened to that podcast, then I suggest you go and listen to it or watch it on YouTube before you listen to this part two so that it makes sense and you, you've got the context. So we're going to talk about a bit about sort of, you know, AI for business news, keep that quite tight this week, and implementing AI into your small and medium-sized business and introduce the concept of AI agents, so comparing sort of, um, sort of generalist AI, really, to specialist AI. It's bespoke and it's been customized for your business and your workflows. We've got a few implement AI updates by event. Then we're going to finish off this two-part series with some actionable steps of how to implement AI as well. And we're going to give AI of the week a miss this week, so we've got some more time to focus. So AI news quickly. So I think that the big news, really lots of news, lots and lots of news, but the big news I think circulating is um, is really about this impending launch of um, Google Gemini. This is, I don't quite know how it's going to be, out what it is, but it, it seems to be a collection of LLMs, not one LLM like, you know, chat GPT-4, and they're multimodal. So they're, they're able to do different things and interact with the world in different ways. And apparently now there's some leaks that are now testing this with a number of um, corporate partners. So this is Google's big play. You need to get this right or their share price is going to take a hit. So we've got Microsoft. Again, we, we've kind of talked about copyright on a couple of the podcasts. And the, and the sort of, there's been a legal case in the US. There's been talk in Parliament in the UK about how you treat copyright. And now, now Adobe's already done this, and Microsoft is now underwriting any co-pilot, that's their sort of AI helper, both for sort of GitHub, it's also going to be Microsoft 365. They're underwriting any copyright risks. If you generate content as a copyright holder, um, brings a case against you. I'm not sure whether they're underwriting, it's going to dig into a bit more, the actual outcome of the case or your legal cost in fighting it. Uh, that remains to be seen. But I think more interesting is that um, there's uh, some papers out as well and some research and articles. One was about DeepMind, and this is Google DeepMind, a company they acquired. They discovered that AI large language models can actually optimize their own prompts. Now, that might not mean much to you, but essentially one of the keys to successful use of, this is more so say generalist AI, rather than your own AI agents, is the prompt. And the prompt really requires context, it requires to be written particularly well. Now, if you can take out the human out of that loop, then you get into some a world where these prompts become optimized, become very, very powerful. They're going to extract the best they possibly can out of that system. So they did some research, basically, and um, they found that they can they can basically talk to create a prompt in natural language, which is a, a start rather than using code. The LLMs then is instructed to find new solutions, and actually you're prompting the the LLM to iterate the prompt. Uh, I don't quite know if we can talk about this at lock, about how it knows when it's actually achieved the optimal prompt. That's something we should talk about. Then you give it a meta prompt to sort of uh, start the process. Then generate solutions. And it's got some objective checker. Again, how it knows yeah. it's being objective. It's something we can discuss as well. And it evaluates the prompt. And when it's optimized, it then uses that prompt. So this takes a human potentially over time, I don't know how long this takes, out of the prompting process. And it means that you're going to find the best prompt and your, your interaction with LLM is going to be the fastest, most efficient, and come up with the most uh, productive outcome. So how do you think it actually works? Because what, if you get to a world where the whole internet's been you know, absorbed, AIs are now 
creating content, you start to get sort of mediocre in or what we say in banking, garbage in, garbage out. How do you avoid that? So I think there's kind of like a couple of things here. So this whole point of like the human setting the direction, a bit like the kind of leader saying to the um, you know product officer or whoever it is, like we want this, and then that person then doing a more detailed prompt. That's like this whole concept of agents and when different AI agents are working together with each other, you know, like based on the outcome of the specification, it will refine a prompt. So I think there's two things here. I think you still have to clearly specify what the outcome you want. You have to be able to describe that in sufficient detail, but that might not be, let's put it this way, phrased in an optimal prompt. So what that can then do is otherwise, how are you going to be able to get like the best possible outcome unless you've clearly specified what the outcome is? Then the system would be able to like translate that into an optimal prompt to generate that outcome and kind of go from there. And we've already seen examples of this with planning AIs, which can then take your project and break it down into smaller steps and kind of go from there. So I see this as a natural continuum, but it doesn't escape the fact that you have to be able to precisely specify what you want. And I've, I've said this from the beginning. And the point here with AI now is like you just need to know clearly what you want to be able to articulate it visualize it and phrase it because the execution of those can be taken over by these systems. Let's move on. Another article by um, Andreessen Horowitz, A16Z. This is called The Economic Case for the Generative or Generative AI and Foundation Models. So this was really about, really interesting. They essentially um, looked at sort of human competitiveness and there's, there's some research, you can go and read it. We'll put a link in the, in the description on YouTube. But essentially looking at how we interact with AI, how we use AI. And AI, and typically we're looking at AI, this is quite important when you look at designing AI agents as well, is that AI is often seen to be competing with human and, and other software as opposed to working with it, finding ways of optimizing a workflow or process by using the two together in a more sort of efficient way. And then also the important thing that came out of this research is that it seems to be, well, as and yet, we haven't quite developed it, and that's what Implement AI helps you to do, is that there's a lack of sort of user behaviors which understand that you're trying to augment the human or other software, whatever. in this case, let's talk about humans, you're trying to augment the human's capability with artificial intelligence. And rather than have this sort of a friction and this sort of battle going on, the question is, is how do you do that? Because it's inevitable. How do you do that as efficiently and productively and as seamlessly as um, possible? And this is something that every organization is going to have to do is understand the artificial intelligence capabilities and how it's going to evolve, understand your human resources, and with a plan in terms of how they're going to work together. Yeah, 100%. You have to have like a structured plan and mixing everything together. Right. Well, we're going to keep going. Um, so, and then another one is, and this leads into our theme really. So we're going to talk about AI agents, Alok. Let's talk about so you know, what they are and why you've got the generalist AI, which you can buy off the shelf, you know, software as a service, or AI embedded into sort of applications you already use, or you can have sort of specialist AI, which is an AI agent. So maybe explain to our listeners and viewers how you describe AI agents? Yeah, sure. So like the way to kind of think about it is like within a particular workflow, there will be a set of different tasks and um, where it will require, you know, taking inf information, organizing it, processing it, checking against something else and going from and going from there and then outputting it to the system. So normally people would do these, like let's say, for example, a data entry or for customer service or updating a particular task. But when you've got quite clear defined workflows, you're able to have like an AI that could do multiple steps of that process. And that's basically an AI agent that's able to sense its environment by detecting either words, language, images, sounds, and what's coming into it or data. But then it's also able to then compare that and analyze that against preset um, criteria about what you're trying to achieve and then manipulate it or process it and then output something useful. The point is it's like a smart AI agent, which is able to like essentially take over certain tasks within your business or work with humans 
to do other things. So if we're looking at a couple of simple examples, one would, for example, be in customer service, where it would be screening all the phone calls and as understanding where there were missed opportunities, summarizing those missed opportunities, and then potentially even reaching out to customers directly itself or passing it to someone else to be able to see that. Or in other situations, it might be receiving in emails, documents, different things, and then it's able to then process it, identify and extract the important parts from that, and then put that into another system. So when it comes to re- repeatable and um, you know, intense, data intensive and, and structured kind of like tasks, AI agents can really start to really come into a place of their own, basically. And, and this is, so if you look at our framework, we're going to read our um, white paper, the AI-assisted organization, which is kind of moving, you know, from level zero with no AI into business, a level two or three as well. And this really, this is about workflow automation. I mean, the AI agents, essentially, in terms of knowledge work, non-physical in the shorter term, is, is, is essentially the same as what a human does. You know, a human is a machine with capabilities. You have input, you have actions, and you have, you have outputs as well. And we'll come on to that. And there's a really interesting paper Alan, that you picked up called um, Navigating the Jaggy Technological Frontier. And to cut a long story short, yeah. they basically did some research with consultants, didn't they? And sort of asked them you know, to, to perform tasks. Some had no AI, some had uh, yeah, a less functional AI, and some had GPT-4. So let's talk about that. Yes. So within there, what was very interesting is basically they, they were trying to see the true impact of AI on knowledge work. And to kind of like summarize the paper, they found that like people using AI completed the tasks. And these were, these were like real tasks that would be in like any kind of like um, you know, medium-sized organization, ranging from marketing to planning, to organizing, to product specifications, to press releases. And they found that the people using AI completed the work 25% faster on average and at a 40% higher quality. That's quite incredible. And what they were able to do is they think they analyzed nearly 67 different types of tasks and they found this kind of performance improvement across all the different areas. But then they were also specifying that there's what they call a jagged edge, a jagged frontier, because some tasks that you would expect to be within the AI's capability were not, but then other ones were. So it's not completely clear sometimes like where all the full capabilities are. And they were just using, to be very, very clear, they're using vanilla GPT-4. So they were not using with plugins or different things like this. So if you actually had all those different plugins in, the jagged frontier becomes even wider because there's more capabilities within there. But I mean, just just look at that for one second. 25% faster and 40% better. I mean, that's it. incredible, isn't it, right? Like a, that's, that's immense, isn't it? It's just it's bonkers. That's with the basic. That's with the basic, right? So all of the work in a week potentially could be 25% quicker and 40% better. Like that, just, just that alone in training and upskilling yeah. and almost like reinvigorating all your workflows and all the work on how to use AI effectively within it. It's so important. I mean, I gave a... a, a, a a presentation earlier this week and some of the use cases that were coming out from like some of the different demonstrations I was showing was was immense but like even without developing bespoke AI agents just by people absorbing and being trained and effectively how to use this how to ask the right questions how to kind of work with the systems 25% improvement and 40% quality improvement I mean any business wants that I like this I like this research as well I like the idea of this sort of jagged this jagged edge frontier because this is exactly what you have in any organization it's exactly what we're finding when we're talking to clients is that that jagged edge, the, the, the sort of the, the sore tooth, depend really on what your current what your current organizational structure is, what your policy and frameworks are, the capability of your current workforce, your human resource, how much you implement AI. Is it you know embedded in existing software? Have you bought in you know ChatGPT or Google Bar, whatever it might be, Claude, or, or are you developing your own AI agents? And depending on, on all of that, depends on what the shape 
those sort of uh, teeth look like in your organization. And over time, you want to almost sort of flatten out that sort of jagged edge and then move it forward so that you're becoming more more efficient and more productive. That's a really interesting piece of research. We'll put that in the, in the uh, description as well. And also to finish on that, McKinsey did some research, and we mentioned it a few weeks ago, where they think that the AI agent, these are these sort of automated um, automatons of humans doing these tasks, have the potential to automate up to 50%, that's five zero percent of work activities by um, 2026. So we're going to talk about um, AI agents, and we're going to talk about sort of the framework as well. But let's just do a very quick update on Implement AI. So again, we've got the event in Manchester on 18th of October at Central Manchester. So if you haven't signed up for that again, have a look at our social media. We'll also put a link in the description. That's with the uh, the, the Growth Hub as well, Tech North um, Associates up there. So that's a fantastic event. We're going to go through uh, AI, what it is, how it works, how to build your organization, and how to start making a difference as well. Uh, we'll, we'll launch our AI training. So training is really important. Again, going to that jagged edge to move it forwards. You want to make sure that your team, your colleagues know how AI works, know, know the basics, basically, and then also know how to use it as well, going back to the that more efficient um, prompting as well. And the AI Activate, this is the program that we deliver that helps you sort of understand where the edges of that, that sort of jagged frontier are and what you do about sort of flattening it out and moving it forward as well. And Alo, again, you're, in, you're off to Dublin, aren't you? Yeah, 29th of September. So looking forward to presenting to over 100 business owners about like, you know, how they can embrace AI and you don't really push it forward to unlock these opportunities. So let's get back to the, we, we, we do really AI for business, you know, again. So let's make it sort of actionable. So we work with businesses to understand artificial intelligence, understand the AI they can, they're already using perhaps and how to use it. So you know, Google, uh, Bar, ChatGPT, Claw are great examples. Train your um, workforce how to use it most efficiently. But then to move that frontier forward, to go from sort of level, you know, no AI to sort of full AI first over time, you need to then think about, okay, how do I automate the workflows in the way that we want to operate our business? Now you're moving from generalist AI, specialist AI. And this makes a difference. You know, if everybody's got exactly. all these general platforms and everybody learns how to use them over time, Where's your competitive advantage? Where's your differentiation? And differentiation is, is using AI in specific specialist bespoke and custom ways for your business. Now, we develop these. There's like a framework. Think of your AI agent. We have to think about policy, the framework. What's your organization trying to do? What's the organizational objective? How does it fit in? It needs to understand that. You've then got some different modules. So one will be memory. It remembers what it's doing. It remembers who it's doing it for. Should it be compartmentalized for particular clients if you're regulated, for example? Planning, it needs to plan out steps in the process. And there may be human intervention into that planning process to make sure they are the right steps to, to optimize the potential for the right outcome. Then you have the actual actions. You know, what does it do? What's, what are you using that technology for, especially large, large language models? It needs to learn. So it's learning about mistakes. So you need some kind of feedback loop. And again, you may have humans in there, so it's like machine learning, essentially, where you're providing feedback on the outcomes. So over time, it's learning, and it's optimizing. This is what autonomous cars do. When they, when they learn something, they, Elon Musk is driving, runs a red light. So there's another red light on a, on a left turn. The machine begins to understand why that was and doesn't do it again. Then, of course, it's reporting. Reporting not just about the outcome, but reporting along the way on how it's going, what it's doing, where it is. Maybe at some point you design into it that it needs to exit the loop because it's not working and there's no more progress, for example. So all those modules we sort of design and build into a framework, design your AI agent. But let's, let's go through the actionable steps, really. 
So the first one, and this is, and no matter who we talk to, this is really quite important, is having a framework to implement AI in your business, right? Just turning up one day on your team, let's say, we're, we're going to go off and design the AI agent to do this, will confuse people. They won't know how it fits into the existing policy framework. They won't know how it interacts with what they do. 100%. It, it, it can create not just confusion, but also fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But, so it's really important to have policy, a framework, and a strategy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because people need to know where are you going, right? Like, what is this journey you're embarking on? What does it look like when you get there? Like, you may be trying to like build a more productive company, keep the team members the same number, but be more profitable and create better jobs for people. But you have to articulate that for people because if they don't understand what's happening and if they don't see their role and how that's going to transform, they may actually try and block you. And that can lead to some some problems, basically. So I think having the right framework is very important. And also as part of this whole organizational evolution, you're, they're going to be getting used to being upskilled as well so that they can you know, start using AI as well within the system. But the whole area here is like there's a, there's a framework called WINS, which is like the, the more of your cost structure that is using processing words, images, numbers, and sounds the greater your opportunities for leveraging AI, because AI can manipulate and process all of those so much better than um, a human can. So yeah, having the right framework is key, and then you embark on this journey. And that goes back to the research I mentioned earlier about people understanding that there's kind of a new way of working. It's not us or them. It's about how do I how do I augment myself? How do I augment my colleagues to make them Correct. more productive, more efficient, but also importantly, enables them and frees them to do more meaningful work. So have a policy, have a framework, get your chief AI officer, if you can't afford one, and you know, have a fractional chief AI officer. AI, we provide that as well. And so that's the first thing you need to do before. And, and everyone in the organization needs to know what the objective is, why you're doing this and why you're going on this journey. And then going back to the, this is why we, this is why we mentioned this research earlier, going back to that jagged um, frontier. Okay, well, where are my current human resource, my colleagues' capability? Where are we today? And where are the whole, where we would like to be? You know, what does, what does good look like? How do we sort of close that gap? Now you can yeah. do it with um, training a human resource or hiring people that are more competent or probably more expensive, or you start closing that gap using AI agents, don't you? Yeah, and AI training. One of the most important things within that paper where they talk about these two elements. So they first of all talk about centaurs and cyborgs. So like centaur is like the half horse, half human, for example, like from mythology. So it's like when you work with AI, do you work where you do half the task and then the AI does half the task? Or cyborg is where you've done your bit and the AI is then checking your bit for you afterwards and stuff like this. So being used to working with technology in these different ways. And is it a human head or the horse's <laughs> exactly. head? Which, which, which way around is it? Exactly. But, but one, of the, one of the most interesting things from that paper was that it showed that the difference between a low performer and a high performer was dramatically flattened using AI because the high performers got a bit of a productivity improvement and quality improvement, but the low performers got a very big one. So this has huge implications because like it means that the difference between like lower skill plus AI is not very different to high skill plus AI. So I think like going through all of your functions and looking at like what is the cost structure of it? How long does it take? How much do we get out per week? And then seeing, okay, how could we AI this? How could we get, you know, increase that? Yeah, just on that though, so typically someone who's better at a job it's a function of obviously capability, training initially, but then it's just time and knowledge. What large language models do yeah. is allow you to access knowledge. I wrote an article last week about, you know, about, this is my new superpower, it's time travel, because it just saves you time. So now if you've got a senior consultant, which is that what that research is based on, consultants, Boston Consulting Group, you and they've had more time to assimilate more knowledge and have more experience. That is now captured in a large language model. In a, in a sort of vectorized database, it's 3D. Yeah. And then another person who hasn't had the time, hasn't had the experience, 
can access it in real time. It's honestly, it's profound, like the amount of information, like I mean, that you can kind of access in a very simplistic and, and coherent way, and it can blend different disciplines. So I think that like having the ability to leverage the AI agents, plus also like the, the team members that are assisted, you know, you, you can start getting bigger improvements. We do this podcast, right? And we, we do the research and we have these conversations. We have these things offline as well, but I genuinely, I, I try and see and be professional and talk about this in a podcasty kind of way. But I genuinely, when you start thinking about it, it's genuinely super exciting things, what the, what the potential is and the capabilities when you start really thinking about this. So now you've got your policy in place, you know, you've reviewed where your, your sort of human resource capabilities are, the, the edge of those sort of jagged swords with that frontier. Now it's a question of going back to um, Alec was saying wins. Again, wind is more knowledge work, information, the economy, you know, eventually it would be, be human physical labor as well. But let's focus on wins. Is there, then you go for your workflows and pick off the low-hanging fruit. Well, where's the most friction? Well, where's the most cost? What are the big blockers in, in your business performing the way you want it to? And you start to pick them off and they're the ones you start to automate, aren't they? Yeah, and it might even be like areas where you wish you had opportunities, but you don't actually have it. So for example, imagine you've got like 100 phone calls coming in per day. Some of those turn to business, some of them don't. And then you've got no way of knowing like what lost opportunities were or the economic impact of those. But for example, if you had AI that was analyzing those phone calls and said, okay, there were 30 phone calls and these were the deals that were discussed and the, and the aggregate value of that was, you know, £90,000 or whatever like this. And this is the list of those calls which didn't try to convert. And this is the reason it didn't convert. I mean, that also provides a task for somebody else to then apply their energy and attention to, which can drive revenue. So you can totally cut costs out of a system. We can also like unlock whole new opportunities of revenue. I call that information resolution. Is that you have all this information. One thing we talk about as well is you've got as part of your strategy, you've got to understand where's your data, you know, big data and lots of, uh, you know, Different yeah. transformation you talk about, you know, the one source of truth. But in, in this world, it's actually really important. But that all that information needs to be captured, needs to be stored in the correct format so that you can access it in ways and, and extract insights that you never even believed you could have before. Now you've gone through your workflows, you sort of pick them off, you sort of ordered them, you prioritize them. Next question about we need a development plan. And this is not like you know, normal software. It's like, okay, here, here's the outcome. Let's go and write some code, it can be an agile process. Your whole business now needs to be agile, needs to think in this way. It is not a, there's no starting point and a destination with artificial intelligence. This is a journey. And the question is, as you, as you embark on that journey, where do you implement it? How quickly do you implement it? And our advice is to try sort of minimum viable products, really. Just test this, not just to see if it works, but also so you can prove and show yeah. within your organization, you know, be it to decision makers, down to your colleagues about this works. This is the value added. Yes, like the research we talked about, yes, it is 40% better in terms of the outcome. And we can do it 25% of the time faster. This is actually really important. And that gets the buy-in to organization. People need to understand and, and learn. And typically what we find is that when they see this, it means that you can automate the mundane, as I always say. Totally. People are really, really keen to embed it and, um, and, and, and apply a resource, which is what you need. And then you've got the training plan. So, okay, so now you've got, now you're starting to automate workflows. You're starting to test them, iterate them, see what works, try and maximize that productivity improvement over time. But everyone's looking at you saying, well, what is this and how does it work? So whether it's from prompting all the way through to, we, we do this training, look at our website, whether it's from prompt engineering all the way through to you know, a sort of 12 month or three months, over 12 months, or the different innovation sprints for a large enterprise. You know, training people to understand what is this technology, what are the basics of it, and asking about, you know, getting into understanding, you know, vectorized databases or, you know, 
how an LLM is actually trained or fine-tuned. But they need to understand the basics because that helps them to use them in more efficiently and more productive ways. So training is really important to level people up. And training can be your senior leadership team. It can be your board. So because no one there, you know, that you're going to find is asymmetry and understanding information at that level as well. So you need to level people up and then give them the tools, going back to the jagged frontier, to push that frontier forward slightly. Yeah, I think there's three things that you need to look at within training. So one is imparting the mindset of the AI first mindset, like how quickly things can get done. I mean, one of the biggest things that happens when we do events, and there was no difference this Wednesday when we're both doing different ones in different places. When we show people what is possible with AI, for example, speaking a different language um, in a video in your own voice or creating a website within 30 seconds or creating a presentation or different information, they start to redefine their perception of like the speed and the output, the quality. So mindset is one important thing to like transmit that to people. The second thing is like how to interface and the kind of modalities of work they can get output, you know, images, numbers, video, you know, like photos, whatever it is, analyzing data. Once they understand their capabilities that they can do, and then number three, going through some concrete workflows of where they can do things. That's why we've got training by department and specific functions. That's how people will be able to like upskill and be able to like get close to these, you know, 25%, you know, faster, 40% better, or even greater than that, basically. But it's the combination of mindset. It's a combination of like knowing the tools, like the palette you've got to paint with, and it's knowing exactly like how you work with it to be able to get, get going from there, basically. And it's also knowing, understanding the, the kind of roadmap as well, because what you're really doing at the end of the day is, is anyone that um, day job um, more productively and more efficiently understands how to augment themselves or scale themselves up or level themselves up with this technology. It makes them in their own right more valuable. It's a career enhancer as well. So why, why wouldn't you want that? So we've gone through with the two parts. If you haven't listened to the first part of this, of this series, uh, go and listen to it. And this part, we've given some more research actually, and this is why it is quite crazy came out this week, which kind of backs up uh, what we want to talk about today. We've gone to really, you know, what is the AI agent? So this is this is moving from generalist AI that eventually everybody's going to have to developing agents specifically for your business. And it's not, they have to be super expensive projects. You know, these are not, this is not the kind of um, software development projects that you're sort of used to and afraid of. These are quite different. It's more about what is the outcome? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to automate? It's less really about having some enormous software development projects because these things need to be able to iterate and be agile so they can evolve over time. What we've then gone through is kind of our framework, really, which is you know, a sort of reasonably standard consulting framework, but it's really about how do you then start to implement the artificial intelligence in your business? And it is different because, again, unlike ever before, going back to that jagged frontier, that jagged edge, you are meshing, you know, humans and technology together more and more. What LLMs allow you to do is to do that using natural language, use your, your own language or any other language, quite frankly. So that's what we've tried to do today. We're leaving an AI of the week this week. We'll come back to that next week. So again, if you haven't signed up for AI Insider newsletter yet, please do. Uh, please do rate the podcast on Apple. It really does help us. Please watch this on YouTube um, so you can see what we look like. If we're not giving you demos on screen, and please subscribe and like it and comment. You know, we will we'll literally respond to every single comment. And again, please share the show with anyone you think is interesting. Anyone's got a small or medium-sized business, there's absolutely something in this two-part series um, of value to anyone with a, a business of that size. Anything else, Alan? No, I think it's great. And like, we're looking forward to like, you know, visiting Manchester for the event, Dublin as well. And I'm speaking in Lisbon this week as well. So the more people we speak to, the more, more, more people that can gain and benefit from it. It's just, it's just great, but looking forward to it. 
Great. Okay, so this is the AI Assisted Organization podcast, Implement AI, uh, signing off for me, your host, Piers Lenny, and my co-founder and um, co-host, Dr. Alok Shukla. And we'll see you again, same time next week. Thank you.